Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Oh boy, on this episode, we are dealing with my car getting broken into, and I hope we think of some solutions because I'm tired of wandering around the neighborhood with a sword. They say if you can't beat them, join them. But if you can't join them because they won't let you, plant insidious rumors about them. Drive a wedge between them so that you can isolate them apart from one another. And then you can beat them or join them because you're coming at a position of power and you've weakened them. Welcome to the Grolic Saves the World. My name is Adam Caton Holland. My name is Ben Roy. <laughs> and I'm Andrew Orvidal. <laughs> And this is a podcast about making your world a better place. And a little bird told me, we don't like to get topical on the pod. We don't, because who knows when you're listening to this. But I know for a fact, yesterday was Andrew's birthday. So I want to start out the pod by saying happy birthday, Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. Happy was a great one for you. Birthday. And there's a question I've been dying, dying to ask you. Well, Adam, real quick, I want to say that we always do it when we do birthday shout outs. We do a little nice little thing. For the people. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. I would like to do a birthday thing with Andrew where you and I each yep. take a guess as to the year Andrew was born. Now, <laughs> I will go first. Andrew's birthday, okay. I suspect, was December 21st, 1939. And, and <laughs> okay. the, the <laughs> I think I hear that. Because I know he comes from Dust Bowl stock. Yes. And so, like, his parents were either lamenting the loss of a farm or they had a windfall economically and they fucked and had Andrew. I'm going 1948. And here's why. I know... I know 1968, Andrew was this sort of ambitious uh, (laughs) college student. He's ready to change the world. And Mm. then that same year, Bobby Kennedy gets assassinated. MLK gets assassinated. It rocked his world. And Andrew, and I'm just wondering, what was that like, Andrew, to live through? Did Did it rock your world, Did it feel like the world was ending? How was that for you? Oh, I hate the birthday shout outs. <laughs> Wait. No, I think you're just adjusting to them. Having come to the age of 18 in 1957, one would feel uncomfortable with such technological advances, but. hundred uh, percent. And in your ear, people you can't see saying happy birthday to you. Yeah. Very strange. Andrew, maybe to, you to... can answer the question. Who did put the bump in the bump a lump a lump? Because we don't know. <laughs> want to take that again? Do you want to take it, it again? Who put the ram in the ram a lama ding dong? And everybody yeah, wants to know that. Did it. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any answers on that, Andrew? Or yeah. do you care to answer the 1968 Honest, question? Because uh, I feel like a lot of people and our listeners are very like, we're living in end times. The world is such a scary place. And I'm, we're, Andrew, you're here to say, hey, hey, I've lived through this already. And and you can get through several so any, apocalypses words of already, wisdom, guys. Anything you got for the listener? It comes and goes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, do you know though who put the dit in the dit the dip the dip? Like I, because we're anyway. We'll get back to it. Andrew, Ron, can you mute Ben for the rest? Of this happy. Episode? What you're listening to? What you're listening to is two guys on a podcast. Yes, ending one another. And it's weaponized at another guy. And that guy will not yes-and it back because he knows the quickest way to end the riff is just a middle finger of no. And I want to rescind my happy birthday to you because you've been no fun. I hope you had a terrible birthday yesterday. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Birthday take backs. (laughs) Hurtful. Very hurtful. Well, I had a great birthday because neither of you were involved with it and Mm. had a pretty good day. Um, (laughs) You're fucking 84 years old, dude. You're 84 years old. I wasn't going to come hang out. 
with the we're gonna have a blast. I was trying to find the ointment that you prefer, and I couldn't. So what am I gonna show up empty-handed without your preferred ointment? I couldn't find it. They don't make it anymore. Yeah, it had lead in it. it had so much lead and mercury, in it. and you were rubbing it all over yeah. yourself. Well, <laughs> happy birthday, Ollie's shit mercury for rub. It worked though. It worked. <laughs> oh, what was the name of the cream that the woman with the purse had? It was Colonial Dames. Oh, that's right. That's and yeah. you wear Revolutionary Gentlemen's uh, Mercury <laughs> Salve. <Yes. laughs> <laughs> the official salve of Mel Gibson, the Patriot, <laughs> um, which is a badass movie, by the way. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I'll, I'll, I'll vouch for Mel Gibson's The Patriot. Listen, not Mel Gibson, his political views. I, I hate his anti-Semitism as a half Jew. I resent it. But The Patriot, kind of a banger movie, dudes. Not really. No, no, it was uh, it was terrible, Adam. And uh, so, what's going on in everyone's lives? How whose who's world's disrupted? Uh, who's got who's got something? They I have, talk I have about. an issue. I have an issue to bring up. Uh, just a, a a treat on my birthday week. This is something that I would like to to dig into, and I could use y'all's possible solutions for. My car got broken into. Uh, uh yeah, I've moved back to Denver uh, recently. Uh, was here about a month, and Denver welcomed me back uh, with a good old fashioned car break in. No shit, because it's. I mean, I yeah. think you would just you wouldn't ag- you would agree with me that like I bet the area of Lakewood where you lived before you probably call that sketchier, right? Than the area. of Denver Oh yeah, I called my old neighborhood Riff Raff City. It was like it was it was seemed so sketchy. Never had any issues. Once I saw some plenty of crimes over there, but never like personally experienced them. But uh, yep, back here, boom, car broken into. Well, well, let's pause then. Let's not get too deep into this. Let's. I want to hear this story. I want to know what happened, and uh, I'm sure it was not an ordinary break in. I'll give you that little tease. It was not an ordinary car break in. Oh, now I'm intrigued, Uh, Ben. Before we kick to the break, I do feel bad about rescinding andrew's happy birthday and i'd like jesus to this back and forth with the birthday either give birthday. it to me or keep i'd like it. to give him a birthday like we used to do patreon <laughs> shout outs ben andrew's preferred childhood toy what do you think he played with when he was a kid <laughs> well it was a bandsaw it was a, his dad got him a full-size bandsaw that he mm-hmm. used to play with in the garage and boy no i had to use it for work no, i was working at eight yeah <laughs> but I, I want you enjoyed it you've talked about how much you love that and when you I went did to enjoy it. it and you learned how to make it, it would make sounds. You'd play little songs with it. I think Andrew's favorite, most cherished t- childhood toy was just a circle with a stick, just a little wheel. Oh, that classic kind of stick and kind of hoop. You know brown. what? You can't Dirt beat road. a classic. Yeah. You can't yeah. beat a classic. Yeah, totally. Okay, look. We got to pay the bills with a quick ad break. If you don't like these ad breaks, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash saves. We've got three tiers, all kinds of bonus content. Give that a little look-see, and we'll be back digging in to car break-ins. And while you're on that Patreon, while you're on that Patreon, why don't you let us know what's disrupting your world? Perhaps we could help you solve it, send us some uh, some things going on in your life, and we can talk about it on Patreon. We can get to the bottom of your problems. Everybody, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about this break-in and see what we can do to help Andrew with that. Stay tuned. Hey, do you love the Grolic Saves the World but are sad because you're not getting enough of it? Boy, do I. Well, great news. You can get all sorts of bonus content on our Patreon. Like what? Tell them, Ben. Act 4. Ad-free episodes, birthday shout-outs, exclusive merch, stronger, more painful erections, our pod within a pod, boy crazy, decreased A1C levels, photos and videos, bonus content, and so much more. Okay, I'll do it. No, kick to me. Say, how do I, how do, I do it? How do I sign up? We're not trying to sell it to you, Andrew. You don't have to. Jesus. Oh, well, I mean, it sounded good. Okay, how do I sign up then? <sighs> Fuck it. You can sign up now by visiting patreon.com forward slash Grolic Saves. I do want to sign up. <laughs> I have long feared that my sins would return to visit me. And the cost is more than I can bear. A past he wanted to forget. I've been to war, and I have no desire to do so again. 
I have seven children. I do not wish to leave them fatherless. A family threatened by war. We have to do something. I forbid you to go! My child! You're my child! A son fighting for his beliefs. When I have a family of my own, I won't hide behind them. Hang him for his body on display. Colonel, I beg you, by the rules of war. Would you like a lesson, sir, in the rules of war? Or perhaps your children will. Welcome back to Act Two through the magic of podcasting. We are back, and I really am excited to hear about Andrew's saga, but I I do have to express a little bit of disappointment in the two of you. Um, I dangled a little Mel Gibson fruit. Oh, no. I, I dangled some Mel Gibson fruit. To see if maybe we could talk about preferred flicks, and I even I even got you off the off the hook. I said he's an anti semite. I said he's a piece of shit. Now let's move past that and talk about what your favorite movies of his are. And I and I offered up a first one. I said The Patriot. I, I always like colonial settings and whatnot. And neither neither one of you would go down the road well, with me. And I ask you, what is the point of this? What is the point of the podcast if I can't bring things I'm excited to talk about to my truly friends and, and have them talk with me? You claim to be certified, licensed talkers. I bring a talking point and you say, nay, no thank you. So I just, I, I, we I don't, don't want just, to discuss 20 year old Mel Gibson movies with you. It's what's on my mind this morning, Andrew. And I didn't realize that I had to, had to fucking clear hurdles for you, whether that's appropriate or you not. You woke I thought, up thinking about Mel Gibson's I The did. Patriot? I went to sleep thinking about it and was that's still the, thinking you, about it this we morning. We teased me being old in Act One. That's the oldest shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it's waking so up as old thinking as America. About Mel as old Gibson's as the start of America. That's how old it is. I um, <laughs> I don't eat the fruit from the Mel Gibson trees in Rift City. They've <laughs> been sprayed by pesticides repeatedly. The fruit is it's not. You don't get sick. I eat it. Yeah, you don't get. Sick. But it, they're they're uh, <laughs> you get used to it. Burdensome for it's heavy and it's problematic. And I it's I, a lot of seeds. But I will say my favorite Mel Gibson movie is Payback. That's all I'm asking. For. Payback. Oh yeah, Payback was a fun movie. That was they did a good job with that. That was one. a great yeah. fucking movie. And remember, on those who can't, we had the bad guy on our show. Yeah, we had the bad guy from Bryce that. Chastain's. I was like, oh my gosh, it was like seeing a star because I have shitty taste in movies. Like, oh, <laughs> Payback was a good flick, and he was funny in that. I I quote him all the time. Yeah. Did you see me reaching for my fucking wallet? I do that whenever somebody is like, I got it. I'll be like. When you go out to dinner with people and, yeah, they're... Uh... Yeah, Andrew, that's when it's fucking used for, okay? That's maybe... I know sarcasm wasn't around when you were born, that it's a relatively new invention. And and when you were coming to the age in the early 1940s, I know that it was... In unincorporated Earnestness County, yeah, where there was no sarcasm. Yeah, it wasn't sarcasm. The sarcasm fields hadn't been sowed yet. And there was it. That was so the pro- so the problem was that I brought the wrong movie then because payback. Wow. Hey, let's have a conversation, and that's all I was fucking asking for. You did so, bring the wrong, did bring movie. The wrong movie. If I that brought movie Lethal Weapon, pure garbage. Could we, Lethal Weapon yeah, would do it for you, Andrew. Movie. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but sure. It feels like you're down to riff with Ben today, <laughs> and not me. I guess I am. Uh, ben, and, ben and I can go watch Payback yeah. again, and you can fuck off, yeah. Adam, with your birthday tees. Tell us about your car. <laughs> tell us about your car. Ben, thanks for the seed of a riff. Oh, uh, <laughs> I like the... <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm all ears. Adam, I love I'm an Adam. I love an Adam. I can't wait ears. to hear your Howdy. solutions. I can't wait for you to help me with this, you piece of oh, shit. Oh, I got a solution. Maybe you should go fuck yourself mm. and your car. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm gonna find out that you did this. I bet. <laughs> that's the fucking. That's the cliffhanger. Adam fucking robbed Andrew's car. No, go ahead. Yeah, what a reveal. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. I just uh, had to air yeah. my grievance. So the other day, uh, I I walk outside and I discover my car door is open, and there are things all over inside my car, as if a raccoon has gotten Hold inside. Then that's referred to as a jar. When they say a jar, that's what that means. Ben, go ahead, Andrew. He is very angry and very petty right now about the Mel Gibson. He rip. is hard to deal with like it, this, Ben. I'm just going to aside with you real quick. He is hard he to is deal with. When, and when, a, when the doors open, people will say a jar. 
and when it's uh, <laughs> when a riff has been baked and we refuse to try a piece of it, he gets very yeah. He he brought the wrong dish to the potluck, and he's got that awkward walk home where you've got the whole full casserole yeah. dish Guess with you're the be eating no Mel one touched Gibson it. For Not the even next a taste. Week. You're going to be eating. <laughs> Not even a taste. We should all be enjoy so the. You'll be your enjoying cold patriot at jar. home. The, the door of your uh, car was a jar. I I yeah. I walk inside my door. Is a jar. There's stuff all over the inside of my car. My glove box is open. Uh, uh, I was with my daughter. She's like, "Oh my god! Like, what happened?" I was like, "Oh, someone, someone broke into our car." And so I had to like inventory everything. It was. I've had my car broken into before. This was the most. I'm not. This is not a compliment, although it sounds like it could be the most courteous and discerning robbery <laughs> I've ever had. They went through everything. They clearly thoroughly examined the inventory of my car. All they took was, I had a bag of change that I used for meters, uh, just like spare change. I would keep it in a bag. In, you do know they take credit cards now, sense. Andrew. Um, I do, but I, you get change in your life, Ben, and you need a place to put it. I happen to keep mine in a bag in the center console of my car. As a man uh, with a check in his wallet, I admire it and respect it. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who have been listening for a while, Adam would love this because Adam pays for everything He's with got checks. a blank check in his wallet. And you have a, a change purse in your car. They're great moves. Yeah. It should yeah. you need that money. Yep. I pay via you social like media. Trump right I do there. everything. They're great moves. Should you need that money? Uh, that, was a, that sounded like Trump. You did. Oh, fuck. I'm talking Gibson. I sound like Trump. This is trouble, dudes. You got to cancel me this podcast. Yeah. So, so wait, Andrew, keep going. So they took, so they took all the money, all the change, obviously. They weren't that courteous. And they took a pair of reading glasses. I hope they worked out for them. Uh, oh, man. And they left everything else. They left the car paperwork. Um, there was like a tax document in there they left. They left a nice uh, little Patagonia windbreaker in there. They left... Um, <laughs> no, not like the a, Patagonia uh, windbreaker. <laughs> it was, hey, a, a, it was one of the a, night... It's a great coat. It's this coat called the Houdini. It folds up. You can put it in your back pocket. It's a it's a great ass coat. If if you had half a brain, you'd steal well, that coat. Well, you out know, of I love to wear an, you're in the car. I love to wear an ass coat this time of year, and, and uh, <laughs> it's a great ass coat. Yeah, it's a little, hey, the Patagonia nice ass, ass coat. coat. <laughs> nice ass coat. <laughs> what is an ass? Coat? Back in the day, they called them diapers, but <laughs> ass mean? coat does sound better. It does sound. <laughs> Oh my God, that ass coat is full. Do you full. mean? Do you my mean puffy, ass cot? No, my no, I puffy don't. jacket. I mean ass coat. <laughs> and what? A, my Cotopaxi <laughs> ass coat. Patagonia makes the finest ass coats you've ever seen. Uh, Anybody from little, Patagonia listening? We are available for ass coat ad reads. Should you need? Yeah, them. and you're welcome for the free Houdini jacket shout out. It's for a great real. jacket. Uh, it's perfect because you keep it in your car like like I was doing. So they they went through, they took the reading glasses. I don't know if they thought the reading glasses could possibly be valuable and they they don't know the reading glasses are an impulse buy at Home Depot. Uh, they're at the same value level as gum, uh, but they, they took the reading glasses. I like to think that they just needed them. Like as they were going through all my shit, they're like holding it up to varying lengths. Like, oh, fuck, I could use, oh, wait, here we go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so they took that stuff and they scampered off with it, uh, leaving me to clean it up and kind of go through everything. Um, but after the fact, it's like the first thing that disturbed me was I could smell the person had a smell that I could smell in my car. Not like not like an overwhelming smell like you like you might get on people sometimes. It was like a subtle smell. It was the smell that you might smell when when just like a, a friend has been in your car or something but it was just like i was like this is somebody else's smell yeah dude That's in like my in, car intimate and and a violation yeah. yeah it was weird uh but yeah and just like the the sense of violation of somebody just in my car going through all my shit um uh just and then just like leaving it with with the door open like that you're also in a brand of, new place like you just moved here and now this, that's a shitty feeling. It makes you sort of probably 
question the choice a little bit or the neighborhood or all of it. It's like it, it totally. It's, and it's as we all know, living in Denver, uh, Denver is much like old Detroit and RoboCop now these days. And so to have this happen just like straight up uh, was definitely jarring. I think I know exactly when it happened too. I think it happened at like ten at night. There was this white SUV that stopped short outside. It was like double parked in the street. Uh, I saw it out my window. Didn't really think anything of it. Thought maybe they were picking somebody up. Uh, and then, if, like, I don't know, two minutes later, I heard a car alarm going off. And I opened the door. It wasn't my car. It was another car on still on my block. And I was just kind of, like, looking out. Because you don't even hear car alarms that often these days. But I was like, oh, there's somebody's alarm going off. Uh, and I looked around and didn't see anything in it and shut my door. But I, I think that they probably did it then. I bet they pull up and they just check all the doors uh, let's see what's unlocked, grab what they can and leave. And 10 p.m. is a great time to do it because there's still enough traffic around that you won't really stick out. If you're out, if you're out robbing cars, you know, 2, 3 a.m., you're really noticeable. It's like, what? who is this person out here? Uh, so hats off to them for picking a great time. Uh, great. <laughs> and if I can, if I can give, there should be a, an app where I can, uh, review the robbery like Yelp. Act, overall, five-star robbery, guys. Uh, you were conscientious and you picked a great time to do it. Uh, but so, they didn't break a window, luckily, because I think I, I must've left my door unlocked. I, I try to always lock it, but. Um, I must have. So that's that's a positive to start looking at here is you didn't have to replace any kind of windshield. I mean, windows or anything like that. You didn't they didn't try to fucking Jimmy a lock maybe or anything. You don't. Yeah, it seems seems relatively. um, It's mostly just the, the feeling of like, oh, there's somebody who just like got into my shit. That kind of just invasive feeling. I've been. Uh, robbed a few times before both my house and my vehicles and every time there's like this window of time afterward of like it just paranoia like I'm like I find myself looking out of my car all the time did you call the police uh, you know, or did you deem that as anybody guessing. else would as being completely and utterly unnecessary like worthless to call the cops oh yeah I mean I'm not gonna waste any anyone's time on that. No, I did not call the police. Yeah. How's your um, how's your kiddo feel about it all? Have they have they talked about it more or did it upset them or just kind of in the moment that was it? I think she I I tried to play it off as like I was just kind of like, oh wow, somebody broke into our car and kind of just like tried to stick stick with the positives of like, hey, look, they didn't they didn't take any of our paperwork. They didn't take, you know, they didn't try to steal the car. I had a theory that they broke in to try to steal it, but then discovered it was a manual and didn't know how to drive it, which is also uh, a That's actually a very big possibility <laughs> is that they couldn't um, drive it. But, uh, yeah, I just tried to I tried to not be like, ah, oh, you know, like I just kind of like handle it as, as best I could. But um, that. she didn't seem too worried about it. She was more disturbed. We saw this woman stealing mail in my old neighborhood. She just did it right in front of us. And that disturbed her more, I guess, because she actually saw it happen. And the woman, there was like some yelling involved. It was kind of an awkward situation. Yeah, that's pretty but, brazen. Um <laughs> And yeah. that'll, that'll make yeah. you, like, look at that person and be like, that. I'm kind of scared of that person. If they just do it out yeah, in the that, open. Yeah, that's a pretty desperate person. Adam, have, you, but, ever, have um, you ever been broken into or burglarized at all? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing that, that made me, reminded me of, Andrew, is when I went to San Francisco in April with my family just on vacation, and we rented a car. And first of all, it took a long time. We flew into Oakland. It took a long time to get the car because the guy was like, oh, yeah, all our cars are just getting stolen left and right. And I was like, oh, shit, really? And he's like, yeah, so it took like an hour for a car to arrive for us. And then they're, they're just retrieving them. Yeah, we just we just got this. Sort of I back. mean, it was like when they come in, but they the guy I've never been so warned about car break ins. He's like anywhere you go, if you go to Fisherman's Wharf, any tourist area, like be very careful. Park in a covered lot. Don't park in an outdoor lot. And you would see cars parked with the trunks open just to be like, I got nothing the windows down. The trunks open like there's nothing in here. I was just like, oh, wow. It's like the equivalent of leaving a bowl of candy out on uh, on Halloween (laughs) Halloween. when you're not home. You're like, just just take it all first person who stops by. It's just leaving an empty bowl. Yeah, we have nothing. (laughs) We have nothing. So did they Uh, did they break into it? Well, no, we had no problems with our rental car. But but the despite the warnings, but the 
the only burglary, I guess I've had it several, but the one that really stays with me was when I was a kid, fourth grade, third grade. My mom was like super sick. She got, I think it was called strep. Dukakis? It's what it was the disease that like Jim Henson died of. You got it, it was from around, Michael Dukakis. And she got okay, it from Michael Dukakis. <laughs> famously had an affair with him during that presidential thing, nearly broke up my parents. Um <laughs> Worth no, it. She, she, worth it. She she said it was the best three months of her life, and she still stands by that. But which is weird. She tells my dad on holidays. Um <laughs> She had that disease, so she was, like, really sick in bed for months. It took a while to, like, determine what it was, and we were all upset about that, and my dad was obviously very upset, and so it was, like, the one night he did, he forgot to maybe even shut the back door. I can't remember, but it was, like, the one night he didn't lock the back door or shut the back door, and I my job during that, like, my chore was to feed the cats, and I remember I'd been in bed, and I had not fed the cats, so I went downstairs like, oh, got to feed the cats. Quiet house. I go down. I feed the cats. I notice that the kitchen TV's missing. And then I look and I see that the garage, that the back door is open. And so I just, like, shut the back door and, like, don't think of anything. Maybe they moved their little portable TV somewhere else. And then we come, go to sleep. And I come back the next morning. People broke in. They take, like, these fancy watches. They found my mom's keys, went into the garage, took the car, took the TV, took all that shit. And then the cops said when they came, they're like, it was very likely that I scared them out of the house coming down at night. They were night. in the house. Cat burglars. That's, I mean, they, they were trying to do all a timeline. While you were home? Well, we were all asleep upstairs. And I woke Whoa. up to be like, oh, you forgot to feed the cats. And I came downstairs. So we were at home asleep. Dude, robbery. that's a scary one. It was yeah, a very that's... scary one. And, and the cops were like, you know, we can't be 100% sure, but odds are you probably scared them out of the house or whatever. And that one stayed with us for a long time. That was that fucks with the your sense of thing like... Is we shot a teenager down the street who may or may not be involved. Okay. So that was wow, the one, that's... when we talk about like burglaries or robberies, that was the one that that's a it. Yeah, that's like a nightmare situation. Absolutely. It's what, I had a... Having somebody in a your... fucking nightmare, because I've been... I've been robbed at gunpoint when I worked at a record store and I've been, I've had cars broken into. What was their line when they robbed you at gunpoint? He came into the place and he walked. It was Ben's line. This is going to be bad. This could be very dangerous for your health. He came came in. That would have been amazing. (laughs) This gun has been proven by the state of California. (laughs) You're going to get lead poisoning, bro. Uh, No, he just came in and he put, he put one stick of incense on the counter (laughs) And I was like, okay. And I knew what was going to happen. He had his hand in his pocket. We'd been warned about a string of robberies. And I just was like, okay. Uh, it's I, I was like 13 cents. And I didn't open the drawer because I knew that's what he wanted. And he put a quarter on the counter. And I was like, I gave him change out of the save a penny. And he goes, no, 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 open the drawer. And I was like, <laughs> and he goes, this is a 38. I've got in my pocket and I'll shoot you if you don't give me all the money in it. I just gave him all Whoa. the money in it. But um, I love that I you were trying to passive the, the, aggressive your way out of a robbery. I just mm, didn't want to open that, the drawer. I, I was afraid that, <laughs> no. you know, like I was trying to pause what was yeah. happening. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's kind of crazy. Like he could have just held the gun and said, open the drawer. I kind of am giving this dude style points for the single piece of incense. Like, you know, I don't. I mean, if you pull the gun out, anyone walking by in the windows sees you're you're greatly increasing your chances of getting caught. You're better off. He just kept it at his side, like down by the counter, like kind of. I I can't. People can't see what I'm doing, but just right by his ribs, right where a pocket of a jacket would be, and hidden at his side. And he just pointed it at me and was and. San Jose wow, Sharks poncho scary, jacket? Dude. Random no, guess. No, it was, like a, it was a weird jacket. jacket. It had a bunch of oh, strange... It was a good guess, though. It had a bunch of strange writing on the back of it, but I remember... Columbia ass coat? It, it's <laughs> one of the early Charlotte Hornets ass coats. When the Hornets... Oh, I love that color scheme. <laughs> no, I remember, though, leaving and feeling incredibly vulnerable. Like, my oh, ears yeah. were ringing. Like, from stress, I felt unsafe and so 
because of that process, and Andrew, I mean, I don't know if this will necessarily apply, but for people listening, there are things you can do after a burglary, after a burglary or a break-in, because it's that's the thing. I I, I felt fucking violated. Like I was like, like the, I didn't feel safe going home. I didn't feel safe. Like it was a weird thing that I thought. I lived on Colfax, uh, like right on Colfax for a lot of years. I'd seen a lot of fucked up for shit. For our listeners abroad, Colfax is a sort of seedy street that runs right through Denver. That's It's America's of, longest uh, running called, commercial street east to west. Yeah. They probably heard of it. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I mean, great point, Andrew. Very but great but point. people Just some context for uh, listener, out of the country, it is, and outside of the state, Colfax is, is notoriously on both ends has a lot of rough parts to it. It is, it's, uh, it's awesome too. Oh, it's the roughest in Denver. And it is, it, all, is awesome. it has been always been the roughest in Denver. And it's, and it's great. It's also kind of an odd pride of the city. Like Colfax dissects it, it, it splits the city in half and it, and it bisects it and it. And there's just, it, and I, I've always, I've seen wild shit and that one freaked me, me the fuck Let's out. Let's turn this into a Colfax podcast. Playboy magazine <laughs> once referred to it as the longest, wickedest street in America. Yeah, wow. it's awesome. <laughs> but I lived off and, and there was always shit that happened. This one rocked me. It got me, it got in my head and I was afraid to go back to work for a short time. And do you feel that way, Andrew? Do you feel like any nervousness being that it was so close to your house? Is there anxiety? Are you feeling anything like that about it? Yeah, for sure. It's it's not as bad as, as some uh, robberies I've had to deal with. This one was relatively kind of a low key. But yeah, definitely just the fact that somebody somebody just got in got into my shit. God they know. They know they read all the documents in my glove box. They know, you know, uh, my name. They I don't know. There's just something about it. They know about your $1.38 residual for those who can't episode. (laughs) Yeah. And I will. I wish it was a dollar. You're getting a dollar. Uh, I buck and a half. (laughs) Almost a buck. I guess that's what happens when you're number one on number one on the call sheet. Hey, Andrew, uh, I do want to know, because you've got so many crazy fucking stories. What is the worst robbery you've ever had? Like, Gosh, the worst one. Um, the worst one. I'll, I'll come back to the worst one, but I do have a question for all of you. I felt like every time I get robbed, I feel like karmically, I feel like I deserved it. Because as a teenager, <laughs> as a naughty teen, I did terrible shit. And one like of the that, terrible Andrew, things that I did I like it. It sounds- was... Like you that had a short stint in adult films when you were a naughty teen, and I just—I'm uh, picturing Andrew in a nighty that just covers his ass. <laughs> oh God, a, a, a true ass coat. Uh, but anyway, uh, no, I was a terrible kid. I was a terrible kid, and we would go. Um, uh, this this other kid called it car shopping. It was my friend Jeremy's buddy. I forget this guy's name, and thank God because we didn't hang out with him that long. But he's the one who brought it. We were already little, uh, little awful teens, and he brought car shopping to the uh, <laughs> the color palette. And we would go out in the middle of the night and check car doors and rummage through people's cars. And I never did it. I was like the lookout, but my uh, we we my friends did it. We did it all the time. Um, and they would just do, do what was done to me. You just go through the car and you take the shit you want and you move on to the next car. Um, and yeah, we were like, oh, this is cool and fun. And until one night we were walking, I guess this idiot must have done like the same turf over and over again. Uh, cause we rounded the corner and this guy was waiting very specifically outside for a, a group exactly like us to come bumbling into view. And he, chased us like he was going to fucking murder us and we ran down into this creek uh we were like laying in the mud this guy was like threatening to like beat the fuck out of us like stalking around in the dark uh and that was my last time car shopping but every time i my car gets broken into i'm like yeah that's what it feels like that's what yeah that's what that's what it felt like for those people and now you get to see so you, see so you think right because you were young and you did this that karmically it's okay for it to happen. Does that like ease some of it? Like thinking these are probably just kids, like young people um, doing this. This is not, no, this is like, I think a uh, just a person that was desperate to, to 
they need money, you know, something like that. Yeah, the eyeglasses. I think I, I think I. The eyeglasses. Yeah, I think a young person maybe. would have stolen more stuff. They would have stolen more stuff out of out of the car. Um, but yeah, I think it was just a, a person where this is like how they scrounge together. It's like they're checking car doors and they're grabbing stuff. I think the worst break in. Just because it, it it happened at a, at a terrifying time was when I was living in L.A. Ben and I were dealing with this like stalker person yeah. who was like uh, messaging us. I think we've uh, alluded to it on previous episodes this was of this the, podcast. For people this who person, have listened to past episodes, this is the one that wanted to put me in a diaper. Uh, this was around yeah, that time. An, an ass coat. An ass coat, actually. A pair of but, Pampers ass coats <laughs> and feed me until I was, quote unquote, a fat baby. Uh, yeah, that's what they wanted to do to me. They, but they said they wanted to break into my house and tie me up and feed me and watch me visibly get fatter. And they had a picture of my house that they posted yeah. on their Instagram. Oh, yeah. And it was the only picture on their Instagram yep. was my house in L.A. And that at that same so time period, uh, someone broke into my house. I got I had a security system and I got a notice that someone was in my house and I was gone. We were doing a night shoot. We were shooting a horror episode on this ranch, so I was gone. But I got the notification. I was driving home, and I got home, and someone had broken into my house. There was a big, muddy boot print right on the pillow of my bed. It came in through my <gasps> oh, bedroom. that feels There was just this, like, yeah. big, muddy yeah. boot print uh, on my bed, and they'd uh, they'd been in the house, and then they tripped the whatever, the motion detector and the alarm uh, spooked him out. But I was like, they didn't take anything from my room that they definitely could have taken. Uh, so I, even to this day, I'm like, who was that who was in my house? Was that just like a This was during or? that stalker period? Yeah, That's it was so exactly like very, very much in, in that same period. And I think Ben and I kind of had sussed out that that person didn't live in LA from our uh, amateur detective work, but... All the same, it was like very, very uh, chilling. I got uh, old fat face right after that. My my first dog here. Uh, I was like, all right, time <laughs> to put a time to put a dog in this house. But that was probably the most unnerving, just because uh, contextually, I, I was a, like, is this the person who wants to tie me up and watch me get fatter? Uh, seven style, a truly <laughs> terrifying event as well. Like ditto that left me like shaken so bad where. Um, when, when I, I, I lived in, uh, with Crystal, my ex-wife, when we lived together, she used to come back when she worked at comedy work super late at night and she came in the house and I heard her come in and I heard the door shut and I was like, okay, she's home. So I started to fall asleep. Then I hear fucking banging on the door, bang, bang, bang. The door was shaking. And I was like, what is she doing down there? And then she comes up and she's like, Hey, there's a guy that was on the next corner when I got dropped off that was standing there and he started to try to talk to me and I just came in the house and shut the door and lock it. Now he's pounding on the door. And so I yelled, I could just see his shadow because we had an, I was above the door, the front door, but there was an awning. So I couldn't see him, but I could see his shadow from our porch light extending out. So I could see someone was there and I was like, Hey man, what do you want? And he's mumbling, and I'm like, I don't know. You get the fuck out of here. And then he goes, your wife knows who the fuck I am. And he started fucking kicking the door. And so I put my glasses on. I went downstairs, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? She's like, I don't know. This guy was, he was on the corner, and the door is shaking. And then it stops all of a sudden. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Maybe he left. And so I went to the peephole quietly, and I looked through, and there's no one there. I can see the street and everything. Then all of a sudden, homeboy pops right back in front of the people ah, and starts fucking banging on scared. the door. <laughs> and he's shaking it. And he's like, I'm going to get the fuck. Your wife knows who the fuck I am. And I was like, what the oh. fuck is this? So we called the cops. They show up way later. that was Crystal's other boyfriend, Randy. They, they, they show up way later, did nothing, right? And Randy Dukakis. Yes. It was Randy Dukakis, guys. His little brother. Yeah. No. So- <laughs> smash cut three months later, I'm drinking on my front porch during the summer and there's this car parked in front and these three like dudes who look out of place in my shitty neighborhood. Like they're dressed like jocks just leaning against the car and they're there for like an hour. 
And I was like, I wanted to play softball with you, <laughs> and we needed a fucking. I said infielder, you dude. shouldn't be in my neighborhood like that. They're gonna eat you alive, Adam. You're coming in with all of your Abercrombie stuff, and your your short no. shorts in the summer. No, they were motto. they were very jockey. They had like backwards hats on. It was clearly like they were trying to look cool, but they. And so I went up and I was like, "What are you guys doing here?" I said it from the stoop. And he goes, one of them looks around and he waves me over and he goes, we're just watching the house on the corner over there. And I was like, why? And he go, the Kaiser Permanente rapist lives there. And I was like, who's that? And you're like, there's a guy who's been going around Kaiser Permanente campuses, sexually assaulting women. He makes them smoke methamphetamine with them and then assaults them. And then I was like, whoa. And then he, he's like, well, keep an eye out. And he handed me the photo and it was the fucking guy from that was trying what? to get into our house. His grandmother ah. lived on that next corner. They ended up catching him. He's been man, in jail. Oh, they got him that night. There was like wow. helicopters, but it was insane. We may put that on Patreon if it's too long. Uh, but anyway, wow. uh, I, well, that reminds me of another, yeah. yeah, this reminds you of another uh, terrifying moment, but we've got to, We've got to we've got to turn the corner into positivity lane here. Yes, this is uh, a shitty thing. What are some tips and solutions? You, it yeah, sounds exactly. like this is something that everyone, unfortunately, has to deal with at some time or another. This like invasion of your personal safe space by someone who is wants to take take your stuff. So obviously, I can't get my stuff back. Uh, that the the actual like the crime has been done. And I'm out. Whatever a, a sack of yeah, change and some and two dollar readers are gone. Yeah, uh, but but broader than that, what can I do to uh, I don't know speed up this this recovery or like just kind of like gain the closure on this? I don't want to be glancing out the windows at my car all the time. I don't want to be second guessing. I saw some guy on a bicycle kind of lazily riding around the other night. And I was like, I, maybe this is the fucking guy. This is the, you know, of course he'd, of course he'd be on a bike. That's an easy way to get away. I'm like, what are you doing? What what the fuck is like? Just, just leave it like, like leave it alone. But I, I, I don't know. Think do you I, have any solutions or ideas I, for I, how to just like, yeah. I mean, I think for me, number normalcy. one for you, uh, if I'm in your situation, well, you have a healthy attitude about, what little money was in there and the small amount of possessions. But I, from a standpoint of like, uh, I think preparedness is number one. Don't leave shit in your car. I hate saying that, but you can always feel a bit safer knowing that you have not left anything in your car. I, I hate saying that in a city, but I do think preparedness no, I mean it makes it. Does, I thought I had. I it wasn't visible, so I was like, you can't see anything. Even then, though, it looks like the I mean, they, people know you're gonna there hide was stuff your in shit. There. Like they know that you're not just gonna leave it out on the street. And I think being prepared in any situation will leave you feeling safer. So I think not leaving anything of value that'll stress you out if it's gone or if it's taken, just accepting that whatever you leave in the car, you're okay if it disappears. Uh, that to me is. A big part of it. Um, at I've kept a signed uh, Patriot Blu-ray in the back seat of my car for <laughs> since it came out. No and takers, that, yeah. And that is because I want to be able to watch it at a moment's notice <laughs> if any friends are down. And so I don't really feel like I should be forced to hide that, Ben. Like this is You're America. also telling would-be thieves, do not mess with me. Exactly. This is something that I think is cool. Do not fuck with me I'm because I am unhinged. mentally ill because I enjoy I am the deeply movie, unwell, the Patriot. And I have a signed <laughs> copy. I'm but Ben does give me a great idea. Yeah, of course, obviously, I'll take all my valuables in, but I've got all this shit that I want to take to Goodwill. It just lives <laughs> by my front door. It's always yeah. there. I can just put this shit in my oh car. Oh, my God. That's leave it such a... Tonight. This is a win-win. These robbers are like, oh, my God, check it out. I got this. That's amazing. Turn your, car, jeans. Turn your car into a community refrigerator. The Andrew Orvidal <laughs> story. He's got eggs in there. He's got anything you need. Just It's going to spoil. Put it yeah. out. Oh, my God, Andrew. Amazing. That's amazing. This is a way to get rid of your unwanted items. I have a juicer. I have not used in ages. Right? Just leave it in there. Oops. Whoops. Oops. Doodles. I guess I forgot to lock my car. But serious, but Adam, in all seriousness, do you have a real <laughs> idea? I mean, 
I'm trying to remember what how I regained my sense of peace when our family was robbed while we were asleep. Yours is the scariest. I think that's the scariest. And it fucked with me for years. I think it's just like time and, you know, it not happening again and again and again and again and again. I was like, okay, I, just time made it better. But I wonder, especially because I know you're like a gadget guy, ring cam. Do you have any interest in a ring <laughs> oh. cam? I do have a ring cam, but don't call me a gadget guy. What a terrible nickname. I call you, okay, Inspector Gadget. <laughs> you love the stuff. So do you want a ring cam? Yeah, Andrew, your, you, I your have a ring you cam. are a gadget guy. You've always got new shit, like the new thing. So you're cool with the ring cam. How do you feel about a piss cam? Oh, Adam, Adam. I asked if you had a Adam, why does it always come back to the... I'm throwing ideas out. No, but it you could always make him feel throw better out the idea of a piss people on the internet watch it's it and better. pee. I don't know. It's psychologically complex, but maybe he feels like people are watching him in his car. Maybe he wants to control the way that people watch him through his cam that he gets money for. Just an idea. No, the ring cam, for sure. Like, do you... The, do you want to like? You don't have to be looking out your window. The ring cam can be looking out your window. I have a ring cam. Does that provide any solace? Yeah, kind of. Uh, the ring cam. I have a whole bit about this. So I don't want to do the bit, but I think the do ring the cam bit. actually just heightens your anxiety more than alleviates it. I think it uh, it makes you feel more on edge than than more relaxed. Yeah, in it's my also experience. awesome because then you have a grainy photograph. Uh, to give to the cops to do fuck all with. They're not going <laughs> to okay. do anything. A ring game doesn't fucking do fucking anything. It doesn't. I have a new idea, and I'm sorry about the piss cam thing, but it was kind of a fun run. Um, <laughs> You've been about- on a real fun run yeah. today. You're doing a 5K of riffs. Yeah. <laughs> Adam just woke up ready to ready if no to one's here to riff with me, it doesn't mean I stop riffing. And I think you guys need to know He's that. been running. Like, I we appreciate. Do. You know what? We do. He's the sole runner in a Guffaw 5K in Rift City, and it's a beautiful run, but you're the only one running it. You're the only participant. Nobody signed up. People are still out here riffing. This could be an opportunity. This is real. In your new neighborhood, to meet a few neighbors and maybe feel better about your community. Maybe you could knock on a few doors or if you just see somebody going out to the car, use it as a conversation. We've done this in past episodes where we're like, hey, who are the people in your neighborhood? You're in a new neighborhood. Maybe if you see somebody going to your car, be like, hey, just a heads up, dude, who I don't know. This happened to me the other night. And now not only are you meeting people feeling like it's a community, but now there's more eyes on the street. forming a neighborhood vigilante group. We stalk the neighborhood at night. We swarm these people with baseball bats. I like this. This could work. I um, like that. And, and I want to, if that was the seed of justice that you needed, I say go for it. Thank you. Well, we'll get into this in a future episode, but man, my new neighborhood sucks. The people who live here, they're stinkers, okay? We'll get into it in a future episode, but... Are they? I don't think I don't think it's going to work. I don't think a commiserating on this car break-in Dude, is going to work with it'll them. It'll work. I think Any, if anything, it's like weather. It's just a safe topic to talk about with the neighbors. Like, did you see the big snow the other day? Hey, my car got broken into the other day. That every, every neighbor is going to want to hear that talk okay. because it it, well, it, it it affects their self-interest as well. That's a good challenge for me then because I've tried to make some some polite uh not polite, friendly uh, inroads with well, them we all and absolutely know that your out. friendly so that- inroads are not polite. We've said that for a while. <laughs> the way you enter your friendly inroads, you don't know how to do them. Hey, polite. hey, my name's Andy. Hey, <laughs> hey, you fucking assholes! I want to get to know you. Hey, I'm Andy. I just moved in. You want to be friends? <laughs> hey, hey, I'm Andy. Andrew, that's a seven-year-old girl on a bike. <laughs> Yeah, and she fucking hates me, dude. She fucking hates me. She could have been the one that broke into my car. It's probably her, you fucking... Was it you? Hey, was it you? I'm just losing my oh, mind I love over that here. so much. But no, that is a good one, Adam. You're right. That is something that I could talk about. That is a neighborhood event. I love that. That I could... I could chat about. Um, I think it'll okay. work. I think it'll work somewhat. I mean, I live in a pretty close-knit block, and if something happens, like... I, I, a neighbor warned me early on. They're like, hey, dude, if you leave your car unlocked, people will, people walk through here and, and rifle through shit. And I just remembered hearing that and being like, I always, you know, you don't need, I don't need a push down the OCD lane. Every night I honk 
Katie's car horn and my car horn. Like I check on the car and make sure it's locked now. Yeah. Cause that neighbor yep. told me that I, I, I've started doing that too. And I hate that little horn, but I do it cause I'm like, I forget. I don't, I don't know if I'm not sure if it's locked. The, the other thing that I've done when I had my cars broken into and nothing of any real value to me, nothing that I couldn't replace because in my situation, I, I, I'm not in that dire of a financial situation. You can make a new son. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> well, that one haunted me. And I, Milo, yeah. if you're out there, daddy's still looking. Um, but the, it was hot out that day. And that was a rescue bin, not a theft. Uh, okay, go ahead. No, I, um, I think for me, I started after a bit to help me walk away from it thinking that person's life is is likely not very good. Like it is like if they got change out of it and they were able to sell a pair of reading glasses and they got drugs or food or alcohol or or just a it went to a place to stay or anything that they needed depending on what it was or they're just kids going through a coming of age type thing. I did that. Not that I believe karmically I deserve it, but that is a part of a process of growing up. Like I tried to just give it to that situation and be like, you know what? I hope you used it for something good. I love that as well. I think that's a really good point. I wrote about it in my book and we've talked about it a little in the pile. I got, we got robbed in France in the South of France and they took everything and they broke into our car and it was a really horrible time in our lives. And we're like, why karmically are we getting this punch in the face now? And I remember coming to a point days later of like, you know what? It's physical shit. I'm not hurt. They needed that stuff. Good. I hope that they are better off because of it and like can can find some help or whatever. But yeah, it's a good place to be at of like nothing bet. You didn't get hurt. No one you love got hurt. Your car is actually fine. And whoever needed it, needed it more than you. I think that's a really healthy way to look at. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we should just take just turn a blind eye to theft. And I don't think I would never encourage and say, hey, you're helping. (laughs) You know what I mean? If you need it more. Take, but on the other hand, we do obviously live in a culture where there are a lot of us that have plenty and a lot of us that have absolutely nothing. There's the wealth disparity, and when, especially when I lived in L.A. and I saw it a lot, I, I, I think you know it allowed me to walk away from it and be like, maybe it made their life better. I'm fine. I can replace that stuff. And the the big thing is. It to, to listeners and to people listening, if you've right. had anybody break into your home, you've had any of that, talk to somebody. Talk to a therapist. Go talk to somebody. It's an invasion of privacy. It'll make you fucking paranoid. Uh, and then go back to your routine like as quick as you can. Start trying to get back into a normal thing of life, I think, is incredibly important. I don't know that this affected you that much, Andrew, but... I love Adam's suggestion of using it as an opportunity to meet some of the people around you uh, and let them know that happened to you. I mean, you can. I say we make that a challenge. I say, Andrew, get out there, know your neighbors, embrace safety together as a block, and let us know how that works for you in future episodes. Yeah, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll check back with you in future episodes. And, and people who are listening, uh, if you can share your own suggestions, what I want to know what, what we want to know, what stories, uh, tell us on social media or if, if you're, especially a if they're terrifying, like Ben's where the guy comes back in front of the fucking eye hole in the door. Oh my Give God, us your scary dude, stories. That, I, I could tell stuff like that for days. I love this shit. Freaked me the fuck out. I have a good out. scary one. Maybe we can put it on Patreon. Yeah, we should. Oh yeah. Let's, let's do a Patreon where we tell a couple more of these in an act four we'll use it that's a great let's do it as an act four so people who don't know a fourth actors like our friend steph our dedicated fourth actors we'll we'll throw a couple more of those up there uh and uh but yeah so hit us up on patreon social media at grolix comedy and uh andrew and ben, do you want to toss do you want to toss to the, the i, I will clip? but andrew we're gonna check back with you we're going to see if you did any of this stuff. That's good. And uh, right. we'll, we'll check back for an update in a future I'll have episode. an update one way or the other. But I'm sorry that Can happened I, to you, bud. And also, game recognizes game. So get a new change purse and start collecting more coins, dude. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that move out of your playbook because that's some player shit. And I like that. Yeah. That's Specifically, don't. It'll get taken out of your car. Did yeah. you not learn anything needs from this episode? Yeah, buddy, I, I check it every night. 
and someone needs it more than I do. I'm getting a change purse. Honey, we're going change purse shopping. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this has been a, it's been a good conversation. And, and Andrew, I'm sorry that happened to you. Uh, and the people, thank you. Uh, but you're, you're right. On the, on a, a large scale, it's, it's nothing. It's a blip, you know. Yeah. But it affects your world, and we're, we're working on your world to affect the world at large. That's the podcast, dudes. And I'm, that is the fucking okay, podcast. Let's listen. Resilient. My ex girlfriend left her reading glasses <laughs> here, and I, I can Andrew use these. Like I don't need fucking my Edna. This is amazing, dude. You look. So good, dude. For people that are just listening to this, Andrew just put on a pair of women's glasses, and it looks like he's going to solve a junior high school mystery very soon. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. Uh, We got to get a. I'm going to get a photo of these bad boys right now. Uh, Andrew, thanks for bringing that. Uh, Let's listen to some live stand up comedy, and this will actually be from Andrew Orvidal, our good pal Andrew. We're going to listen to a clip from. No, is this a pity throw? I don't want a pity throw to my comedy. I don't need. I don't want to hear it. I think the people do. So let's listen to some live stand up comedy from Andrew Orvidal, and when we return. Uh, the best third act in the biz third actors you're up we're gonna we're gonna uh, toss to our our good news for the day uh and uh, so make sure you stay tuned with us i uh, i recently uh bought a ring doorbell for my house i got a video doorbell that i put in my house if you suffer from anxiety like i do get yourself a ring video doorbell and give it an all-you-can-eat buffet. Just, oh my God, this doorbell is destroying my life. It'll be 2 a.m., I'll be in bed, wide awake, just thinking about how disconnected I am from everything in the world. Just a natural 2 a.m. thought. Oh, my phone just buzzed, what's this? Oh, it's from my Ring video doorbell. Notification, there's motion at your front door. Just a little 2 a.m. motion. At your front door, what could it be? A werewolf, a robber? What's at my fucking front door? So you can just look, you can just tap the button. There's my spooky ass dark front yard, live camera view. What's out there? Nothing. The scariest possible option. Nothing is out there. Nothing has set off the motion detector that I put on the front of my house. Just some specter roaming the earth. Just tangible enough to set off my doorbell. Hello, third actors. The time is now. You are here. You are with us. My God. So good to see you. Fuck. Welcome to the party. Uh, You missed a heck of an episode. We talked about breaking. They don't care. They don't care. I know. I know. I know. I just, I don't. They come for the third act. They stay for the third act. And they have arrived at the third act. You're where you need to be. We have a new segment that we're doing. It's a little bit of good news in the world. Kind of put a little more pep in your step. Andrew. I heard you got something you want to share with our I got something. What you got, I think, girl? Doesn't it have a special name, Ben? Ben has a Finally, special name for Some it? good fucking news. That's what it right. is. Yeah, Remember? that's right. Finally, that's right. some yeah, good fucking news. All right, right hit us right. with Spelled it. Spelled F-A-C-K-I-N-G. That's right. <laughs> this is a, a, new, a new bit where we try to find some some real good news in the world, and I've got one. I've got one. This, this is... This happened recently, at least when we recorded this. When you're listening to it, it may be old news, but it's hot news today. President Biden, heard of him? Uh, Just blanket pardoned all federal marijuana possession and marijuana use charges. That just happened. Whoa. That's crazy. is wild because that's – I know uh, all of us here, we live in Denver, Colorado uh, with super uh, permissive pot laws for a while – Denver was actually the most permissive place on planet Earth for pot, even more so than Amsterdam. And it felt very weird to drive around and just see literally like blocks of dispensaries when you know there were people in jail and in prison for selling weed or using weed. Yeah. Uh, felt felt pretty weird and Oh, and, and gross. also um, let's not – not to be performative or sound quote-unquote woke as people love to make that sound like that's a negative term. But let's not also forget that disproportionately the people that were 
uh, incarcerated or charged with crimes for these were uh, like were black and brown people. Like there is no yeah, question. For sure. Um, and then there are people making hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars off of these dispensaries selling weed. As ganjapreneurs. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yes, ex- exactly. So – uh, this is this is good news. This is great it's news, long overdue news. news. Um, so yeah, that's uh, chalk one up for President Biden. That's one to <laughs> negative four hundred and fifty six. <laughs> Andrew, that was good news. And Ben, would you like to close the segment by saying this has been finally some good fucking news? And and that's nice. and, and and I'm gonna say that at the end of every one, I'm gonna say, ah, Andrew, finally, some good fucking news. I think yes, it's got a yes. nice ring. I know you guys aren't on board with it, but I'll tell you what. No, I we suffered. hate the New England of it, but I think we're. But I like organic. that you're happy. But, but, yeah. but, is what I but, like. But but, but 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 hear me out, Adam. The amount <laughs> yep. of patriot dog shit we sat through throughout this episode and third actors i know this is going to be non sequitur for you i feel it's okay if you deal with a little bit of a new england accent considering there was so much about the movie patriot which i want to reiterate is a garbage film that is a he didn't speak he didn't speak with a sort of fucking connecticut turnpike accent that you're speaking (laughs) with that's not how he spoke during the movie. And had he, I would not have enjoyed it. Is there a Connecticut turnpike? I don't think there is. Yes, there is a Connecticut term. There 100% is. Letterman used to always get arrested on it, ripping from New York to his home in Connecticut. (laughs) He would always get pulled over for speeding on the Connecticut turnpike. Andrew, thank you for bringing some good friggin' news to us, and that's amazing. Uh, You're welcome. I I have more good news coming down the pipe. Buckle up. Oh, plugs, we've got plugs, lots plugs, of good plugs, news. Plugs, we're we're going to keep doing plugs, this. Plugs, Let's plugs, do, plugs. It. do it. Do it. Do it. Plugs, Andrew, plugs. you got the first one. What you got? What you got? What you got? I got plugs. I got two plugs. Uh, on Friday, January 26th, I'm going to be headlining High Hops Brewery up in Windsor, Colorado. If you're a northern Colorado fan, or hey, even Wyoming, Nebraska, I don't know where you are. Come on over to Windsor. <laughs> Make the drive. Uh, that should be a bunch of fun. I'm going to be headlining that show. Another plug, February 9th and 10th. It's amazing. Yeah, I've heard nothing so but good, good things about that. February 9th and 10th, I'm going to be recording my third album and shooting a special at the Denver Comedy Underground. Yes. Check out the Denver Comedy Underground website for those tickets because I want to see you. Yeah, you specifically, the person listening to this there at those shows. If they, if you don't go, know, I'll have a headache. <laughs> if you don't know, Andrew, <laughs> Andrew's been doing this for a long time. He's got a lot of he's got a number of great albums. He's also been on late night. But this is your first streaming special, right? This is uh, the first one you've you've taped, if I'm correct. First right? video medium of my comedy you guys have to go see this i still argue he's the funniest one of the four of us although ron is a close second uh producer moving up yeah uh he's climbing the ranks his ratio is so high he's yeah uh, yeah. he's crushing it um i about the patriot thing this is about the patriot still isn't it i have a plug uh for those listening february 2nd and 3rd spells uh will be playing oscar blues we're going to be playing oscar Blues in Denver on Friday, February 2nd, and then we'll be playing Oscar Blues on Saturday, February 3rd in Colorado Springs. Both those shows will be with our pals in the bands Chap and Ipecac. Uh, Great band names. Uh, So make sure you come on out, dance with us. Uh, It's going to be a rowdy time. Uh, As always, tickets are in the show notes below. Adam, do you have anything to plug? Can't go to spells. My arthritis will be flaring up, but I will be at the Grolix January 27th, as will Ben, as will Andrew. Full Grolix strength. And we have Zach Reinert and Kiri Shabazz. Get tickets before that show sells out. Our live shows are a blast. If you're uh, on the fence, fly to Denver, come to a live show. Ben will kiss you on the mouth. Yes, he will. Big thanks to our intrepid producer, Ron Doyle, for making this show 
what it is. It sounds beautiful. It's it moves much smoother than it does when we actually tape it. Thank you, producer Ron. As always, big thanks to Mike Henderson for your help recording at our live show. Theme music brought to you by Charlie Continental. And remember, you can follow us on social media everywhere at Grawlix Comedy. And if you can support us and get ad free episodes, boy crazy uh, birthday shout outs and all kinds of other perks on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Grawlix saves. Otherwise, that's an episode, y'all. And legally, uh, that is an episode. That's legally an episode. That's how we have to end it. Legally, y'all, that's an episode. And yeah. uh, we'll be back. I want to ma- be the first in the new format to say, play us out, Charlie. No, no, it. God. I want to the second. No. This is the second in the new format. But it's the Adam. first steal. Oh, okay. Go watch The Patriot. See you next episode. What a terrible close. Terrible. (laughs) Go watch The Patriot.